Hello, everyone. Today we're with Yako Boyens. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Lindsay, thank you. I appreciate all you do. Could you tell us about your platform? Yes, Yaku Boyens Ministries is a ministry solely focused on combating human trafficking with a particular, even narrower focus on combating child sexual exploitation, what people would call human trafficking or mm -hmm. child sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. One of the questions that we hear a lot, right, when we're talking about the school system and these books that are in the schools is, well, my kids have iPhones. Why would I be worried about a book? What's your response to that? It's a very valid argument, and it's a, it's a, actually we're moving in that trajectory. Uh, a bill we wrote recently, House Bill 3702, which is now, I think, in 15 states, targets that digital component. But the reason books are still important is we have to understand how school systems work. Mm -hmm. And, and for, that, for that conversation, you've got to go back to understanding who writes curriculum, what's the process of writing a curriculum, who vets them and who buys them? And the curriculum is written first in book form. It's not written in, in, in the digital space by itself. So it's solidified in, in papers that are being written or cited or some people citing one another. And then it's presented to a, to a school board somewhere, normally Texas, because Texas has all the buying power. California's education system runs at a $30 billion deficit. They can't buy anything. They're bankrupt. Texas runs at a $52 billion surplus. So anybody that wants to sell a textbook, go to Texas. So this is why we say, so goes Texas, so goes the nation. So if you're a content creator, if you are Harper, so you are, pick, pick a big publisher, right? You're going to send your people to Texas because you want to sell the books. Mm -hmm. Most of our curriculums in this country originate in Europe. It's refined in Europe. Then it's solidified, and then they come and they sell it to a state. They champion it in the house or whatever, state school boards, and so it's proliferated. So people have to understand, so books are always going to be important. Mm -hmm. You know, just like newspapers are always, you can go digital, but there's still something about the written word, and, and it starts there. So, so you, you cannot just say we're going to fight it digitally, but not also in print. Mm -hmm. You have to start at the origin. You have to start with, with print. And then, of course, yes, digital as well. Mm -hmm. Is it true with curriculum when volume one gets in, volume two, three, four, easier to pass? You're very informed. I love it. It's, it's, it's akin to really any regulatory situation. You know, you could, for the people, I, I love to equate things. You know, Jesus spoke in parables. I love to make it simple for, for people. When a contractor gets a contract to build a house or a road, to make adjustments to the plans, so you don't go get a new contractor. You make adjustments, and the process is streamlined. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. Which is why you have to be so careful. Consider this. Volume 1, edition 1 of a curriculum. What's in that volume and edition is not the end goal of the writer of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. It's what they got through the system for now. Mm -hmm. Now, consider that in this context. When you have depictions of sexual actions in volume one, mm -hmm. then you must ask yourself, well, wait a second, what's in tow? Where do you intend to go with this? Because the book, the curriculum does not go through the review board, volume two, three, four, five. You just amend mm -hmm. like volume one, actually at will. Frankly, you could move that and, and we could do the same on the positive side of the ledger. We just don't play that way. We don't right. think that way. You know, if you think of prayer removed from schools, 
we just don't prop what we need to process it. Scripture says, gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent. So there's a mechanism, a loophole. You say, if you take perfectly normal, H10 on the cover of the book, they meant H5 from the beginning, but they got it passed for H10, volume two, went straight to, went straight to pre-K. Yeah, so you're, you're 100% right. And then um, it just slides into the system. And it's not like the parent knows when volume two is written or updated. They don't even know what volume is being taught, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Can we dive into the obscenity statute bill that was passed in 1970? Yeah, a series of bills got passed in 1970. Here's where it started. And people, and I want Americans to understand this. The obscenity exemption statute was asked for by law enforcement. Okay, Law enforcement said, hey, guys, listen, Senate, Congress, when we, when we investigate child crimes and there's nudity, we have to be able to look at the material and distribute the material within law enforcement in order to protect this child. So you've got to write some statute because at that time, prior to 1970, they could, it was against the law. It was obscene, right? So the statute gets written. Well, education jumps in and says, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And this is why you can walk into any library or any museum in the United States and you can have a photograph, not even a picture, a painting of a naked woman in any museum, and it is art. Mm -hmm. Because museums, libraries, schools, law enforcement, and healthcare, they're covered under the obscene exemption statute, right? Mm -hmm. But then the bad actors say, well, well, we get to as well, and we get to as well, and so it got written in. And that's problematic because it's mm -hmm. federal. So we're still today, we're combating that statute. Of saying, well, this is, and it is covered by law, where you have, you'll have material in the classroom today, in, in all 50 states, that is legal in the classroom, covered under the obscenity exemption statutes, and you leave the classroom at 4.15 in the afternoon on the curb, right? And you show that book to a minor, and you're going to be arrested mm -hmm. on site for obscene material with a minor, mm -hmm. right? So... The duality, the dual standard there doesn't make sense in our culture. So the obscenity exemption statutes have to be re revisited, 100%. It has been um, really bastardized, much like Section 230 for online for online safety of children that, that big tech flies under with child porn online and all those things. Mm -hmm. So there's major reform that has to happen. But I want to say one thing. It didn't start with the obscenity exemption statute. It started in 1928 with John Dewey visiting Joseph Stalin. John Dewey is the father of public education. He's the signer of the, of, the, of the Humanist Manifesto in America. He came back from visiting Stalin and he said, Stalin's education system should be the American education system. So really, truly, Lindsay, from day one, 1933, when the, when the Humanist Manifesto was signed, they also drafted the sex offense section in the model penal code. We're still fighting that today. Mm -hmm. That sex offense section in the model penal code was drafted by Dewey, but also by guys like Alfred Kinsey with the Kinsey Institute that was literally sodomizing boys. Who was the father of birthing Hugh Hefner in the Playboy movement? So in its root, from, from ground zero, it was set up to be able to exploit children. Can you walk us 
through the process of when a child is in a classroom and they see explicit material or even a question, right, that leads down a bad path, where does that child end up and how does it affect them? I like you included, and not to be controversial, but I, anybody I speak to, I always say, go back to your first sexual encounter in your brain, you're there. And most women, you know that 83% that of women say it was a horrific encounter. 83%, okay? Close to 90% of, of men actually say that that was not what they thought it was going to be. It wasn't what they thought, right? It, that's called imprinting. It's imprinted. It's like putting your hand in Play-Doh when you move your hand. The imprint stays. Mm -hmm. You push your hand into memory foam, it recoils. Sex imprints. Mm -hmm. It doesn't recoil. Mm -hmm. It stays. Every sexual partner, it's, it's embedded. It's subconscious because sex is the only drug, and it's a drug. It's a drug. Dopamine is a drug. Sex is the only drug on planet Earth that's internal. Alcohol is external. Alcoholic, I remove alcohol, he's going to sober up, right? A porn addict, I can remove him from porn for 6, 9, 12, 24 months. All he has to do is close his eyes. He sees all the images. Mm -hmm. He remembers every partner. Now take that concept and introduce that to a five-year-old. Speak to a five-year-old whose brain is not developed, the male brain, frontal lobe, fully formed at age 28. You girls are way ahead of us. You're way smarter. 18, you're fully formed. 28, five-year-old boy cannot talk about masturbation, cannot talk about anal sex. The concept does the following. We call it triggering, but it's really activation. God decided that we are sexual beings, all of us. Okay? You, you, can't, you can't rewire yourself and say, I'm no longer a sexual being. Okay? We are. So now the question is, when does it get activated? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about chemically mm -hmm. in the brain because sex is in the brain. When you talk about sexual stimulation, or they'll tell you it's not the organs, it's in the brain. Mm -hmm. Think about that, right? Satisfaction comes first from the brain, right? The brain sends the message. So when you speak to the child's brain about a sexual concept at age five, right? Here's what you're doing. In a single phrase you're turning it on the brain starts producing a chemical that's not supposed to be produced it's supposed to be dormant until puberty mm -hmm. that's what puberty does it starts waking up the brain the body changes the brain starts boys there's a day where he doesn't notice girls girls cooties don't want to know them Dude, whoa girls there's a natural progression if you accelerate that timeline, you're literally blowing that child's life up completely because they're not able to process it. The brain is now producing a chemical. So when, when an eight-year-old boy shows another boy porn, and we're not talking about Pamela Anderson as a centerfold today. We're talking about gang rape mm -hmm. in HD, right? That boy can never get it back. It's imprinted. He's, his purpose of a woman is destroyed. Love's destroyed. Uh, it's two men with a woman. Oh, so I should be naked with other men. Everything is destroyed. He's now inquisitive. He's now going to explore, which is what the other side of the argument wants. Mm -hmm. They want children to explore. Mm -hmm. And they know how to get the child to explore is introduce the child. Mm -hmm. A child that's never had ice cream in his life doesn't know that he's missing ice cream. Mm -hmm. He tastes chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. You got a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Sex and sexual content prematurely activates that child's 
neurological function. Even a question? A question. Okay, I'll give you a case. A science teacher in Texas does a science problem, like a word problem, okay? He works into the word problem, his own sexual preferences. And he mentions the word anal sex. No, no picture, no description mentions the word. The child that then later ends up at our organization as a sex trafficking rescue, as a 12-year-old boy, who at that time was a full-fledged porn addict, right, came from a question. He went and typed into YouTube mm -hmm. two words, anal sex. So he goes from one question in the classroom coming from an authority figure. Predators work very hard to gain authority and trust. An authority figure, let's say Mr. Johnson, asked a word problem with the words anal sex. Johnny didn't know the words anal sex. He goes and he types in anal sex because his mind is now inquisitive. He gets introduced to full-fledged gang rape, gets hooked in a minute, becomes a porn addict, becomes a sex traffic victim, when we met him, he was actually a recruiter, recruiting kids into sex trafficking. It's violently accelerated because the child cannot. The child cannot read motive. The child cannot read right from wrong. The child. So this whole notion that children can choose their sexuality, no, they cannot. Children are not ready for the conversation about sex. Never mind depictions and, and graphic images and and video and then authority figures mm -hmm. intentionally introducing them to it from a brain development standpoint not there cannot do it we have a hard time as married couples understanding sex mm -hmm. and dealing with sex it's so complex it's so complicated you know there's so much emotion involved is it unconditional love do i have value do i have worth am i performing for you Married couples struggle with sex, but they want to tell you that a five-year-old can, can grapple with these concepts. It's asinite. It's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. You mentioned human trafficking. It's happening in the U.S. What is one gateway that you see these predators having access to children? A predator does the following. They look for vulnerability. So when you say human trafficking, let's just replace that by saying the, the exploitation of vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. So a child's vulnerability could be poverty or hunger or love and belonging or affirmation or it, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the notion that it's only the runaway child, nonsense, under 2% of sex trafficking is kidnapping. Predators don't have to kidnap a child. Actually, that's dangerous, right? So, so vulnerability. Well, now, now, which children could potentially be at risk? All of them. We have 55 million children, K through 12, at risk mm -hmm. to be trafficked in this country based on their vulnerability. Let's get more specific, pornography. Mm -hmm. The ultimate gateway is pornography. Mm -hmm. Porn is the greatest destroyer of a culture because it's partnered in the root sin, the root element of immorality. Mm -hmm. The Roman culture fell because of that very thing. The Greek culture fell. The Mayans fell. The Asian culture fell. And America's falling. Number one porn-producing nation on Earth. Number one porn-consuming nation on Earth. Gen Z Americans, 12 to 25, 
is the, the age demographic on earth that spends the most time per day, 11 and a half minutes, 11 minutes, 31 seconds to be exact, per day, every day on porn. American Gen Z 12 to 25 is the number one age demographic on earth producing porn on themselves. No pimp. America started OnlyFans. America owns Sugar Baby University. We lead the world in sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. We're at the buying power. This is, this is, a, this is a moral failure mm-hmm. of America and, and the ones that ultimately pay the price of children because even the man who's buying in his mind what he thinks is a prostitute that's 45 years old. The next time she's 30 and she's 20 and because it's a drug. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate goal and I'll say the satanic goal is to, is to rob a human being of their value. And you do that when you rob a child. And so porn is the ultimate destroyer. Now, porn in what form? You remember when Josh Hawley in the U.S. Senate and Congress in a um, Supreme Court justice hearing asked Katanji Brown, Ms. Brown, how many porn images are too many? Two or 600? And that was the same day he asked her, what is a woman? And she couldn't answer, wouldn't answer, right? And she wouldn't answer two or 600. One. A child needs one. The average age of porn entry in the United States, entry meaning entering the world of porn, consuming porn, are boys age eight. What does that say about our culture? And what does that say about the fight against exploitation? Now, if a boy now gets supported by his teacher to say, read Lawn Boy about oral sex, under the banner of this book's about capitalism, right? And culture tells him porn is normal, mm-hmm. right? He, he is in an avalanche that that child is, has no chance. Mm-hmm. So if our systems that are supposed to support children can't support children, they're lost. Mm-hmm. So we know all of this. What do we do about it? Fight from a place of truth. Fighting to fight doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to plant a flag, draw a line in the sand. And I always say this, if, if you were telling Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, when, you know, the backers and, 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 and Brady when he was at the Patriots, you're gonna play each other. But this Sunday, there's no lines. There's no lines, there's no out of bounds, there's no end zone. You know what boys do on the playground? They go, I scored a touchdown. No, you did it. You scored at the tree. No, I don't. I score here. Mm-hmm. That's our culture today. The lines are not drawn. They've erased the lines. And society is blind to it. How do you erase the lines? You change the language. Mm-hmm. You cannot move a culture without changing language. Yaku, what are you talking about? They're not pedophiles. They're minor attracted persons. You just erase the end zone line. Mm-hmm. They can move it. Right? It's not sexual exploitation. It's not for it's soft porn. They just erase the lines. And so we're fighting a fight with no lines. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to deflect. No, let's draw the lines. Mm-hmm. This is exploitation. A child introduced to pornography has a chemical reaction in their brain. Mm-hmm. No scientist can deny it. You want to talk science? Let's bring science. 
draw the lines. A child should not be exploited. It's not the school's job to teach Johnny about masturbation at five. Draw a line, right? And now you can go fight from a place of strength because you have history on your side. We can pinpoint and say 1928, 1933, obscenity exemption statute, uh, Alfred Kinsey, John Dewey, Hugh Hefner, the Lovers Love Movement in the 60s. We, we can put markers in the sand, tangible things, right? And arm the, and then go say, now, from a righteous place, we're not fighting against books. We're actually not fighting against anything. We're fighting for. Mm -hmm. Americans need to stop fighting against and start fighting from a place of victory. Mm -hmm. That's the kingdom of God. I'm fighting for the sanctity of life. I'm fighting for the safety of children. Well, I am too. No, you're not. Here's a line in the sand. You're exploiting the child. Mm -hmm. You are not. I am. Right? I'm fighting for children to be raised with hopes and dreams innocently. Until the natural cycle of life, puberty comes in, and then they're ready for us to, in a healthy way, fortify them and introduce them to these concepts that are very complex, right? So, so education is everything in this part. And then we spoke about it off, off camera, the angle. Listen to what everybody's saying and don't say that. Don't say that. Because the opposite side have, have bolstered an argument against that. Mm -hmm. You know, they've come loaded with, super, you know, I say I, I was I was in Europe literally yesterday speaking to British Parliament and they asked me this question. They said, Americans are widely informed, but surface level deep. Mm -hmm. There's no core convictions anymore. We know a lot about a lot of stuff, but you stop a college student today and tell them what you believe in Italian. You say defend it. They cannot. Okay. It's not a core conviction. Mm -hmm. Defending children is a core conviction for me. Mm -hmm. Anything against it? Because my sister was trafficked. She was missing for six years. When I was 18 years old, she's part of our ministry. It's a core conviction. A child, white, black, Hispanic, African-American, Italian-American, LBGTQ community, AI plus alphabet, doesn't matter. Every child deserves to be protected from predatory forces. And these are the forces predators use. Mm -hmm. So, Last question. What are you doing today at the Georgia Capitol? We are here to support bills. We're here to support Rhonda. <laughs> and the legislators, and no, honestly, we, we identify legislators across the country who, who are willing, and I'll say this boldly, there's so few. And I, I, I can maybe... I cannot, I cannot fill a football team. This is sad. I cannot string 52 legislators in this country together that's willing to put their full political future, all their capital, their name, their acclaim, their fame, on the line for protecting children. They'll talk, 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 talk. But with behind the circles, they abstain from a vote. So when we find some legislators that really are, are saying, if this... Esther, if I die, I die. If this costs me my political career, God will honor me for honoring children. When we find those men and women, we come into a city like this, we rally around them, we whip up votes. So there's, two there's some bills here that, that need to come into law in the state of Georgia to protect Georgia children. And really, when you do that, remember, 
any investment you make in a child, you're making an investment in America. Mm -hmm. We have no America, if, if, and we may have lost a generation. We, Gen Z is in trouble, mm -hmm. serious trouble. You know, when we, the numbers, 65% of female college students in Gen Z um, self-proclaim self that they watch porn once a week. The, the cultures, they've accepted it. So now their boyfriend can say, well, you need to perform according to what I see. She'll never measure up. Never, never. Because that's not real. That's cameras and take 57 and lighting and it's all artificial. She would never measure up. Mm -hmm. Body count. When we talk body count, general conversation on college campuses. Girls have been convinced that they need a high body count and they need a guy with a super high body count because he's the guy to get. Mm -hmm. Absolutely factually false. That's a path to destruction. So we fight it with truth, for me, with the word of God, which means every human being was, was created for a purpose, has, has the right in this country of life, the pursuit of happiness, protection as a child, um, and need watchmen on the wall, watchmen and watchmen, women on the wall to defend the voiceless because they don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you.